What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in the OUA show. The Sunday recap is back. I'm back. No Marsh this week, but we still got Wade. That is the one thing that remains consistent. And uh, we had some great games this weekend and uh, some big scores. Some big scores. Lots of blowouts. And some games were kept close early. Some games were blown apart in the first quarter. Uh, We're going to start up in the nation's capital, though, the Thursday night football OUA edition. Uh, where Queens and Ottawa, Queens took down the GDs 30 to 12. It was much closer than at half until the Ottawa GDs had three straight drives in the second half that resulted in turnovers. Queens started with field position inside of Ottawa's territory all three times. And boy, did they ever capitalize. And I mean, on the Thursday show, what was the one thing, the one thing that we said that Ottawa was going to need to worry about with Queens. And if Queens got it going, then it would be a bad day for Ottawa. Rasheed Tucker, right? Yep. And what does he do? He goes out and has three touchdowns. And over 100 yards. But uh, he was not the only 100-yard rusher. The one thing that the GGs did have going for them, J.P. Simonkind, 114 on the game. Uh, But the Ottawa GGs as an offense just could not find the end zone, uh, starting to become a recurring theme for them. And that means Queens finishes the season six and oh, they don't have a game this upcoming weekend. Only undefeated team in the OUA. And that means that if they make a run through the playoffs, that they will have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and into the Yates Cup, should they get there, obviously. And I believe that would also give them home field for the national semifinal. So we are getting major 2009 Vanier Cup run vibes from the Queens Gales right now. Uh, they're going to have the home field advantage. They have the undefeated record. I know that Queens didn't that year. I don't think they did. I think they were uh, one loss during the season. But uh, this team runs the ball hard. They have a great defense that takes the ball away. Everything's just kind of lining up and matching what that 9 team brought to the table. I mean, for us Eastern Ontario guys, <laughs> and oh yeah, Kingston Yates wouldn't be the worst thing for travel. So uh, I, no, but <laughs> I am excited. <laughs> and hey, let's let's not get anything twisted. Richardson Stadium, re-renovated now, is a beautiful facility. There will be no Jimmy Allen chance this year, but one thing that there might be is some Western chance coming from the uh, Queens faithful. Did see a Western. few of those in two thousand nine. Western looks to be on a roll, and they continued that yesterday. 48-13 win over the Waterloo Warriors. This one was ugly quick. 41 points hung up in the first half, 24 in the first quarter. Keon Edwards, oh my goodness, can this man be stopped? I mean, anything Rasheed Tucker does, Keon Edwards just goes, yeah, I see you. Let me, let me do one better this week. Uh, he sees Rasheed go for three touchdowns. He matches the three touchdowns. One of them coming on a 97-yard touchdown. Wow. Is there really anything more that we can say about Keon Edwards in the Western Western ground game? Like, at this point, is there really anything else we can say? Or do we just, like, point to the stat sheet and be like, please reference his resume, the OUA stat sheet? Please reference the big maulers on the O-line that block for Keon Edwards. I mean, now 237, three touchdowns, uh, 41 points in the first half. But the story to me is this defense. Uh, Austin Fordham Miller, Rory Kelly, Kojo Odoom, they've got guys all over the place and they suffocate you as an offense. I mean, Trey Ford was playing this game. He finished with 76 rushing yards, 213 pass, one touchdown, and a pick. But 
213 and you're only getting 13 points. I mean, this team forces you to settle early and then all of a sudden you're just so far behind. Western didn't even lead the time of possession in this game, but that defense is just so dominant. That doesn't matter how long they're on the field. They just keep pushing away. And that's just so typical for Greg Marshall football, isn't it? Just play bully ball all game long. Like we're going to beat well, he him has out bullied on the OUA defense. long enough. Okay. <laughs> he has, he has. And that's, that's his formula though, right? Like he's going to play hard nosed football with his ground game up front. And he's going to have those big offensive linemen punch you in the mouth on the defensive side of the ball. And then with his own defense, he's going to punch you in the face when you're on the field with your offense. Like this has just been Western football for so long. And the fact that Greg Marshall just says, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And then they go out and execute it nearly every single game is just so impressive. And for me, I mean, Waterloo at the start of the season coming in, like we had very, very high expectations for Waterloo. And it's not gone the way that we thought it might go for the Warriors through 2021. No, and they got off to a hot start, but it is seemingly slowed. And I mean, Chris Bertoia tweeted out like we have underachieved. So, I, I mean, clearly they are feeling it too in that locker room for the Warriors, but they have a chance still to squeak into the playoffs. And when you have Trey Ford at your quarterback position, anything can happen once you're there. Um, so Cue the Kevin Garnett sounds, eh? I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the great ones. Uh, we had a couple sound bites going before we hit record today, but uh, Toronto, Guelph, 48 nothing for Guelph. Uh, that defense... I would not want any piece of that in the playoffs. No, no. AJ Allen, Jared Beeksman company. I mean, you said it to me off air before we started recording, but what they did best in this game was they created pressure for Clay Sequeira and made him super uncomfortable in this game. Something that he had not really faced, something that he had not really faced a lot coming into this game against Guelph and Guelph kind of, I guess they realized that and said, Hey, we're going to pressure this guy as much as humanly possible. And we are not going to allow him to throw the ball because we know when he has space and time to throw and he can read the pocket, he does damage. And to Toronto's credit, they still did have a solid running attack. I think Adam Williams was around 60 yards. Clay had a uh, couple to contribute to that as well. Um, but for the Toronto offense, 12 of 22 in your passing attack for 162 yards from Clay. Uh, when you have that low of a completion percentage, it's tough to get anything going. Good news, though, for Toronto, because York lost, they have made the playoffs. So for the first time since their Vanier Cup winning season in 1995, the Toronto Varsity Blues are headed to the postseason. So how good does uh, that make you feel? Bittersweet, I guess, <laughs> because uh, they've made it's gonna it. be a tough first round. They've made it. It's going to be a tough first round no matter who they play, but they also made it after getting shelled by 48 points. So I know they're going to be pissed off and looking to finish the season at 500 next week at York. But for the Guelph Griffins, three and two now, they control their destiny for the playoffs. I believe that seals the deal for their spot. Um, Keandre Smith, Clark Barnes, this duo what is electric. Day. What a day. Five touchdowns combined between these two wide receivers. So they combined 20 receptions, over 290 yards of offense, uh, and five touchdowns. So Keandre Smith had 12 for 175 and two. Clark Barnes, eight for 119 and three. It kind of sounds like Clark Barnes like got the special teams player of the week last week and was like, 
Oh, but like, wait, let me put everybody on notice that I'm also a damn good wide receiver too. Well, so I'm going to go everyone. grab three TDs. He had everyone on notice. That's the thing. Like, oh, I know, I know. But to like, he has that kick return touchdown win special teams player of the week. It just kind of seems like he was like, no, no, no. I want offensive player of the week this week now. Unfortunately, there was a lot of guys with three touchdowns this week. So I don't I know. know it's going to be, it's gonna be a tough one for Clark Barnes. But he's uh, sure, surely making, making a case at least. But for Sean Lall, he looks healthy again. And for Guelph, that could be your missing link for the rest of this season. Lall went. 25 32 394 four touchdowns he did throw two interceptions to Keon Foco the safety for Toronto but about 400 yards of the air compared to what we've seen the last couple of weeks uh, I think he's back yep I certainly do I think that's safe to say he had a good game against the varsity blues and I mean can't say anything more really about that <laughs> you're hitting your passes you're throwing for yards and you're throwing touchdowns what like what do you want us to say you're doing your job <laughs> as a quarterback <laughs> And the team that was kind of racing against both Guelph and the team that was kind of racing against Toronto for one of these playoff spots, McMaster and York, they faced off yesterday up in North Toronto. McMaster got back on track. It was a lot of Adaprio Cannon early on. The second half, we got a whole lot of Liam Putt. He was one of those three touchdown performers from yesterday. Mac 148 to nothing. I like before I say anything more about this Mac York game, can we just take in the fact that there was four players in the OUA with three touchdowns this week? Like that's insane. Four players on four different teams with three touchdowns. Well, when it rains, it pours, Connor. Okay. I guess. I guess that's 12 touchdowns between four teams. It's the quickest math I've ever done. But yeah, like York. <laughs> York and Mac, this was a tough one for York. Obviously, Mac, we said that Mac was going to come into this game. They're coming, they were coming off a loss and they were not going to be happy about it. They certainly were not. They come out with a 48 to nothing dominant victory. Obviously, we touched on the game by Liam Putt, but man, this McMaster defense as well turned it on in this game. And York was without Darnell Jarrett and Noah Craney seemingly went out early. So he only ended up with four attempts on the game. So, I mean, backup quarterback, backup running back. Uh, very tough spot for the York Lions. Uh, but then it was all capped off with another special teams play against the York Lions. Seemingly a trend uh, for this year. Jackson Cooling, not a blocked kick this time, but a 62-yard punt return for a touchdown. Uh, York is now the first team eliminated from playoff contention. And Mac keeps themselves alive in the OUA West. Yeah, they certainly do. I, I feel for York on this one because they've put together a very admirable season. And I mean, I saw it firsthand when I was calling the Ottawa game. That York team, despite what their win-loss column looks like, it's not very representative of that team because they are a hard-nosed football team. And they play mm -hmm. teams well at times this year. And I mean, for them to kind of be bounced to the playoffs, it sucks. Especially with, you know, the way that things were going for them this season. It looked like... Could this be the year? It might be the year. They're playing teams really well. And then, you know, you just run into a really pissed off team at the wrong time. Yeah, and it certainly derails you in the last couple of weeks of the season when you could have made a small run and possibly squeaked in. I mean, if they had won this game and beaten Toronto next week, it would have been a toss-up uh, on who got in. But the final matchup, certainly keeping things interesting in the OUA West, 
the Laurier Golden Hawks and that defense brought it against the Windsor Lancers. Windsor is now 0-3 on the road, three blowouts as this one finished 33-8. to The Windsor uh, offense, six turnovers in this game. That is the, this is the one thing that we've said about Laurier all season is that their defense is very sneaky. It is sneaky good. We're going to talk about Tommy bringing in a second, the leader on that defense, because boy, did he have a day. But that is what this Golden Hawks defense does. They just squeeze the life out of you. We saw it again. I keep coming back to it because it was just so impressive, but we saw it against Western and we see it again here today. Six forced turnovers in this one and that really was the key obviously and on the offensive side of the ball Ante and Govin had a massive day but for me the key to this win was forcing was forcing Windsor off the field shutting down David Adenarin and taking the ball away when you have six forced turnovers gives you it gives you the edge when you're trying to win a game I'm going to credit the offense for shutting down David Adenron because he still did average over five yards this game per carry but when you fall behind that quickly and that much you can't really keep running the ball right I mean he had a good game he wasn't up there in yards but he was over 60 yards five five yards a carry like that's what you want from your running backs is that high of an average but I mean when your quarter when your backup quarterback throws three interceptions and Connor Carousello is cooking on the other side. It's tough to stay in the game with a run game. We said that about this Laurier team after the bit of, they kind of tripped and fell to start the season a little bit, but Hey, they got up, dusted their knees off. And what have we always said about this Michael Folds, Laurier Golden Hawks team with Folds at the helm. They're never out of it. They are never out of it. And next week we will see the Windsor Lancers at home again. So they host the Western Mustangs. This is a big test because they are undefeated at home, unvictorious on the road, but now they have to play the Purple Mustangs who are cruising. And that's not so a long 401 trip for Western either. That is not as long as a 401 trip for, for Western as it is for every other team. London to Windsor is only about two hours. For everybody else, it's like four plus. <laughs> so we will see how that one turns out. If you guys missed any of these games, please go back, check them out on OUA.tv. It's free to sign up. You can watch any of the games live or on demand. You can check out the soccer games, rugby games, uh, field hockey might have some that get pushed up on OUA TV. So it is certainly a great place to catch university sports here in Ontario. If you want to check out Connor and I at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective, where we bring you guys more content, including the Players of the Week this each Tuesday. Absolutely. And that closes it out for us for now. But we still have one more week of the OUA regular season left before we get into playoff football. So we're not going anywhere despite the season winding down. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be back on Thursday. And then we're going to be here with you guys all the way through the playoffs. So buckle up because we're just getting started. We had six weeks of warm up. Now we get the playoffs. So, hey. We'll be back for sure.